pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right, since uh, Sipple didn't answer, at least not yet. So what will happen here is we get about one minute into this conversation. Mm-hmm. And then Sipple will call back, and then we'll have to put a pin in that conversation, which I've already halfway set up. And then we'll get to Sipple, and then we'll have to reset up that conversation later. So without further ado. How else would we do it? Let's talk about the Super Bowl. Okay. Um, actually, quickly. Um, so... Softball, Nebraska softball last night. By the way, it looks like Creighton, Creighton in their season opener got perfect gamed. It, oh, really? It seems. And Nebraska in their season opener had their star player leave with an injury in the third inning. So not a great start to softball season around here. No. Um, so here's from Luke Mullen, who covers everything for the Journal Star. Jordy Ball's not in the starting lineup today. In Nebraska's matchup against Duke, speaking on the radio network of the Huskers, Ronda Ravel said, they are treating Ball's injury very conservatively and will evaluate further. Ball's left knee is the focus of concern. That's not the ankle. That is not the ankle. Uh, No hits, no walks for Creighton yesterday. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. So... Not so good on the start of softball season, but that's... Who had the worst game? That's why they play the season. That's why they play the season. That's what I always say. <laughs> Is it? I t- I, I'm telling you, I watched that Jordy Ball thing yesterday, and the, the video came up, and people are asking me for the video now. It, it, I am not trying to start a panic. I am not trying to incite a riot. That's what I'm not doing today, Josh. Okay. Today... Consider me in the category of I don't want the smoke. No smoke for me. Okay. Because if I tweeted that out and I said, eyeball emoji, eyeball emoji, eyeball emoji, everybody would go, everybody would think Mm -hmm. that something horrible has happened. Because you like sports more than any other person we know, so people would be like, oh my gosh, he knows what he's talking about. So I am not doing that. Okay. But I did see the video and... I will say that everybody widely reporting that it was an ankle last night was very obviously incorrect. Um, It's definitely her plant knee. She threw a pitch. You know, obviously they kind of jump off of the mound forward and it just looked like the, the foot kind of got stuck in the, in the ground a little bit. And then she was down on the ground. And she she walked off generally okay, needed a little bit of help. But it doesn't surprise me to hear Ronda Ravel say that the knee is the central focus of the concern for her. So, not a great start. I hope you're wrong, Connor. I mean, it is the knee. 
We know that. It, it, it is the, the they, knee is the focus. They have said that. We just don't know what it is about the knee. What about the knee, Josh? Mm. We don't know. Hoping for the best on Jordy Ball. Okay, Super Bowl. Simple still didn't – he didn't call on the allotted time. Now if he yep. calls, we have to just push him to 10 minutes from now. <laughs> oh, <laughs> unbelievable. No right at that very second. Okay, I will stop. I will not talk about the Super Bowl uh, in, until we know what this is. Josh answering the phone. It is indeed our good friend Stephen M. Sipple. Wow. What impeccable timing. Did I call that a mile away? You did. You did. Okay. Just making sure. Sipple joins us now on the 42 Degrees of Source Hotline. Hello, Sipple. Uh, how are we doing? Good. How are you? Good. Is the wind a factor? It is. All right. I'll, I'll be in my truck in a second. Okay. Just scrambling around. How's everything there? Uh, it's good. It's good. We, we have the... Good fortune of being indoors and uh, out of the wind, which is really nice. Yeah, I think we're good, though. Okay. Well, we had a we had a busy week this week. Signing day finished up, and then Matt Rule talked um, for a little bit and and kind of kind of clarified some things and got some things straight. Um, I've been asking sort of the same people the you know the the people the same question all week. Just your thought, I guess, on. They're set up on offense now that we know most of the factors at play, right? We know who the quarterback is going to be. We know who the offensive coordinator is going to be. We know who the quarterback's coach is going to be. And they sort of go from there. Like, what is your thought on the apparatus around the offense? Oh, I mean, it's, it's good to know the apparatus. Definitely. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I, I'd say I feel good about it. I mean, I don't want to go overboard with any of this coming off of a five and seven, right? Where you lost the last four. But, I mean, yeah, haltingly. I, I mean, first, I, it's just starting off, you know what you're dealing with, which is good. You know pretty much personnel-wise what you're dealing with. Not totally. I mean, those injuries, I guess I didn't fully expect the news on Corcoran. Um, I was kind of hopeful that a couple of those, you know, Ramir Johnson and Gabe Irvin would be available in the spring. Malachi, we'll see Malachi Coleman, we'll see where that goes. I'd say, I, I mean, I feel pretty good that there's a there's a halting, you know, there's, if you if you if it seems like it's a little bit, I'm a little bit hesitant. But I am. I don't I don't know what to. Yeah, why are, why are you hesitant? I, I simple. Like, Stop being hesitant. <laughs> well, because I mean, you just don't. A tough league, uh, you know. A guy like Glenn Thomas is just going into the league. Uh, it's it's only the second year. You're talking about a fresh. You know, we're probably talking about a freshman quarterback, and you don't know what some of these new guys have exactly. Although you're, I, I mean, with Nayor and Banks, you have a pretty good idea, particularly with Banks. Um, so we'll we'll just have to see. But I do like knowing. I really like a coach who's that definitive. We haven't always had that. We haven't. I, I don't, no. I, I go back a long way, so I'm not just talking about one. Um, it hasn't always been that way. But that doesn't guarantee anything because Mike Riley was pretty definitive. He's an open book. He's very transparent, but it didn't work. So that doesn't mean – it means something, but it doesn't guarantee anything. Yeah, no, I mean, I think 
you know that and then you you combine it with sort of the the praise of of Jamal Banks and what he's done in the offseason and and then we'll see how the the quarterback thing comes around like it's a good picture to me simple I don't have any problem saying it like I I, I can pretty much they were so bad on offense last year and they've they've addressed a variety of the things that should lead to them being better on offense I I don't know what the line is and what the bar is for me but there's there's no way they're that bad again there's just no way yeah I don't think the I don't think they'll turn I don't think they'll lead the nation in turnovers. Again. You're right. I don't think the quarterback position will up twenty five of them. If if that would happen again this year, then then I start then I start thinking about the curse as being something to look into a little bit. <laughs> I, I I can't believe that we'd see another year with that many turnovers, particularly from the quarterback position. I I completely agree with you, and and the the what the completion percentage on for quarterbacks last year was what fifty or forty nine or something like that. It's crazy, yeah, it's exceedingly low. Yeah, there, there were some exceedingly low numbers, which Matt Rule addressed, and I I mean that's good. I commend him for it. He doesn't need my commendation, but um, there were some numbers that were I said it a lot last season. It was extreme. When there's extreme numbers like that, 31 turnovers, you lead the nation, 25 from the quarterback position, you know, which had to lead the had to lead the nation. Yeah, you have to make changes. And I don't know, right? I do like the apparatus. I guess what I'm talking about is I like the apparatus. I just don't know what it's going to produce at this point. Sure. Yeah. There's there's a pretty wide range of what it could. You know, if you if you Obviously. if you start at it's going to be better than last year, and you could go however high you want after that. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you on that. Um, so, and, and you talked about Rule and him sort of like, you know, just saying things definitively. He And he talked about this a little bit at the press conference. Just his his sort of, I don't know, his comfort level and then his team's comfort level as we go into this portion of the year, I know it's probably overdone. Like obviously the head coach is more comfortable the second time around than, than the first time around, but it was, it was interesting to hear how much his team has benefited from that a year later um, coming after the first year where they were just really digging into things now a year ago. Well, everybody knows what to expect. I mean, that's, that's a lot of it, but I mean, I, I say everybody, except how many newcomers are there? There's like, in spring ball, oh, I don't. I think the the number is like twenty three, like guys that will be on the team for the first time. Yeah. So not I have to say everybody knows what to expect, but a lot. You know, there's a a lot of most of the people in the program know what to expect. Rule knows better what to expect. He did address that a little bit. He didn't say the Big Ten, but he does know the Big Ten better now. He understands quote unquote this place. I think there's all I think there's value. I think there's value in that. So and then you know, go by if you go position by position, I guess the the thing I'd say happens if you go position by position, offense and defense, there's nothing that you look at and just say, oh my God, they're in trouble. No. There, there's no position like that. I mean and then up front, I would say they're they're in good shape on both sides of the line. So you have a pretty good starting point. I think any hesitancy anybody has is just a result of 
being overly optimistic and then being crestfallen at the end of season. So yeah. Well, I, how many how many times simple have we been like, oh no, this time around is different. <laughs> yeah, we do you know. that all the time, right? right? I mean, now there is some pretty there's some pretty strong evidence that it's real to me, and what I just said is probably the strongest actually. If you just go position by position, and I mean, if they did a good job of fortifying some areas that you wondered about, like if they wouldn't have gone out and gotten Banks and Nayor, Jamal Banks and Isaiah Nayor at receiver, I would have said that's trouble. That, 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 you're, you, you can't. They had to address it, and they got two, two, two veteran big receivers. That was big. That's, that's, that's a four instance. If they wouldn't have gotten Stephon Alexander inside linebacker, I'd look at that position and say, I, I don't know, they're a little light. They're not now. It, it, really, anywhere you pick, you can't. You can't pick an area where you're just like, oh, God, trouble. They don't have that. So that's good. That's a good starting point. Yeah, we have this, like, we have this overwhelming evidence that um, they, you know, and whatever it means, I think we had five and seven last year, but it, it, it should increase in the win total based on all these things that we're talking about, whether it's returning production or and changes that they've made, adjustments that they made. And then, and then you wrote about this a little bit as well, but the idea of, I mean, it was brought up a lot last year. Hey, in rules first year, they stink, and they're not going to win hardly any games. And and the the other part of that was, well, in year two, they're a whole lot better. Um, now that we had a little bit higher of a starting point this time around for them in Nebraska, I mean, does does the same thing still apply? Either way, the 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 positive effect going from year one to year two that that, that has to still exist. Yeah, I think so. I I, I think he's I think rules done a a good job of getting things straightened out. But again, and I don't know, I thought, I thought the press conference the other day was really illuminating in a lot of ways. Um, it was, it was interesting to me the way he talked about the quarterback position and didn't, you know, he didn't, I don't know. I, he didn't, he did a good job of not, you know, anointing still in Rayola, which, you know, Someone's got to earn it, but I, I mean, everything I'm hearing. That, no, we don't even have to entertain anything else, Simple. It's okay. <laughs> well, here's the thing you got to entertain, though. You don't want him to, you know, take it for granted, right? Sure. We can take it for granted. It's one thing for Connor and Sip to take it for granted that Dylan's going to be the starter. But if Dylan takes it for granted, that's good for nobody, right? Um, I don't think he's taking anything for granted. I mean, I what I'm hearing is sort of the opposite. I mean, he's gone in there and he's fired up. I mean, he's, I think he approaches it like he's got this Hilton resort of the equivalent of Hilton, the Hilton resort in the football arena. I mean, everything he needs is at his disposal and he's got to take full advantage of it. The other quarterbacks will too, though. Um, and, and what rule said it was really important. I mean, I asked him, do if you start watching the quarterback immediately in winter condition, how important is it? He says it's incredibly, it's really important. Yeah. They, they have to set the tone. It's a lot. It's a lot for, Dan, you know, for Kalen, um, Danny Kalen and, and Dylan as freshmen to come in because you're dealing with men. Think about the guys up front, for instance, Bryce Benhart and those guys, Turner Corcoran, who's hurt, by the way, um, Ben Scott. These guys are older guys who have been through, through a lot. Now you have these teenagers, you know, that, 
that are expected to set this tone. Well, so it is. All that's a lot to ask. That's definitely um, the next step uh, for him, right? Like, that's the next thing we're looking for. Okay, now you're here, and you are probably going to be the starting quarterback. Then we got to start talking about, like, the leadership component and how have people yeah. adjusted and stuff like that. I tend to think simple. I look at this pretty simply sometimes, like, your play is responsible for a lot of this, and yeah. you know if you're the quarterback and you're and you're good, then you're you're gonna have a lot of people in your in your corner. Yeah, play and also your the way you comport yourself daily, practice, uh, how you how you perform in the weight room. I mean, it, it is definitely performance, but it's just not Saturday performance at that position. Definitely, generally, um, it's. It's daily performance, and that's what I'm talking about. That's what I try to get a handle on. I think those three guys they have, the three scholarship quarterbacks they have, are all pretty intentional, but I intent. And I wonder, though, I'd love to be around there all the time and just see who breathes the most fire. Sounds like there was at least, you know, and obviously the situation for them has, has changed quite drastically with the addition of Rayola, but the talk of the four, fourth quarterback thing was pretty interesting to me. Yeah. He was he, yeah. he was basically talking about how he likes having four quarterbacks, but they're kind of all in on these guys right now, and they're going to let him get more reps. And it sounded like he kind of convinced himself, "Yeah, we're going to be we're going to be just fine with three. I wonder if there's like still a door ajar on a safety net quarterback coming in after you know in the spring portal window. Yeah, there is a door ajar. Um, he, he alluded to it. Now, it is it does. I think it sets up pretty well if it works out this way, and that is you have three pretty young guys, two true freshmen and a 20-year-old who's a fourth-year junior but not all that experienced, um, Heinrich Harburg. Now, he said this spring we want to get those guys a lot of reps. They need a lot of reps. They're young guys. So with three, you're going to get a lot of reps as opposed to six like they had last year. Um, but he did leave open the possibility of a fourth but my take from what I gathered in his comments that there's almost a preference that that would be in the summer, you know, that then somebody would join them in time for preseason camp and you'd have another guy there. Tricky, obviously, because it's, you know, who are you going to get? You know, who's going to yep. come in when you look at Nebraska's, you have a, you have Heinrich Harburg who was five and three, and then you have this five-star recruit. Now, who's, who wants to join that phrase? There, I think there would be somebody, but it's not going to be, you know, the top-ranked guy in the transfer no, portal. Probably nobody you've heard of, right? Right, correct. Yeah. All right, Simple. Um, appreciate the time, as always. We'll let you go. Enjoy your weekend. Have you, uh, have you thought, how much have you thought about the Super Bowl? Oh, oh, a fair amount. I mean, I'm very interested in it, which is different than a lot of years. Mm. Mahomes is a is an incredible – I mean, he's an incredible story. And it's a good matchup. I mean, it's, come on, it's going to be it's going to be the most watched Super Bowl in history. Sure is. I, figured, I, be, I, better take, I better take in some of it. Yeah, I think so. You got a pick? Yeah, I like to keep – I mean, I, <laughs> I cover my bases pretty well. I think on, a, on our Husker Online podcast, I, I might have picked the Niners. <laughs> and sometimes it's just the more you look at a game, you kind of – your thoughts evolve. Uh-huh. And I just don't know how you pick against – I, I don't. I don't understand. I, I mean, last I'm night. I'm totally I with you. Why? Why would I pick against the Chiefs right now? I have no reason to bet against Patrick Mahomes, and I. I'm not 
I'm not starting in the Super Bowl. Um, that's for sure. But hey. it's also an elite defense. That's the thing. It's Patrick Mahomes and Kelsey with a defense that's playing at an elite level. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it, that it's hard to bet against. Might you make your way to Caitlin Clark Fest on on Sunday afternoon? Uh, I doubt it. I'm gonna we. I'll be there's a like a, our our radio station here in Lincoln has a party at the. Oh, at a wings place. So I think I'm going to do that instead. Okay. Yeah. Eat some. Eat some chicken wings. That sounds like a sounds eat like a good plan. Eat some chicken wings. Yeah. Good, su- good Super Bowl plan. See you later, Sip. All right. Thank you, Steve Simple of UskerOnline.com. Yeah, I think I picked the 49ers, but I like the Chiefs. The more you think about it. Yeah. It's it's really amazing that what these two weeks do in between the games. It's too much time. It is. I, it, I get I mean, why it is the way it is. Exactly. It's too much time. It it helps and it hurts. If you're looking to pick the game correctly, it probably hurts because what happens is you'll just overthink everything, mm-hmm. and you know your thoughts can evolve. For me, I just I, I this was one of the rare times I will usually do the thing that Sipple did. It's like, oh, this is a roller coaster. I think I. I think I've thought about this enough. Let's let's go with one side, and I'll make my pick toward when we get closer. For for me, like this was done a couple weeks ago. Yeah, <laughs> I, this I, this was done. This, this was done probably before the AFC Championship game. I, wa- I watched both title <laughs> games, and I said, yeah. I think I know. Yeah. Uh, all right, we'll come back. We'll we'll get our props out there finally. Finally. And uh, we'll do that next on 1620 The Zone. Speaking of props, last year the Super Bowl, Rob Gronkowski, our guy Gronk, he went wide left on FanDuel's kick of destiny, and he's back for round two. This time we're inviting you to play along. All you have to do is choose if Gronk will make or miss full free on the FanDuel Sportsbook app. Get your free pick in right now, and if you're right, you'll win a share of $10 million in bonus bets. Everyone gets in on the action when Gronk takes his shot at redemption before Super Bowl 58. Team make, team miss. For the record, I am team make this year. Head to FanDuel Sportsbook. Get your pick in. It is free. Then tune in before the game to see Gronk's kick live. You'll win a share of $10 million in bonus bets if you are right. If you're new to FanDuel, feel free to use the promo code HAPPER, FanDuel.com slash HAPPER, and sign up. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. 21 and over present in Iowa. For no purchase necessary, $10 million prize pool to be split equally among all eligible participants who make the correct pick. Prize issued is now withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See full terms at fandle.com slash sportsbook gambling problem. Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.